0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rebooted podcast here on Rondas' Be Here Now Network. I'm Francesca Max May, and I am here and really honored uh, to be with and in the presence of Shirley Turcotte, one of my teachers and trainers. Um, so beautiful to be with you, Shirley, uh, from Indigenous Focusing Oriented Therapy. Um, welcome to, to our conversation today.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be here, too. You know, Shirley, I know that
0: We have gone through such a challenging year in so many ways, Um, and yet at the same time, uh, a lot of the challenges that the last year has revealed to us are not new challenges overall uh, in terms of what it means to be a human on this planet, but particularly what it means to be indigenous and that the ways in which you've been offering healing to people for decades, but also in particular um, around this time, uh, have a way of pointing to uh, uh, a kind of healing that I don't know that um, is available or uh, something that a lot of people know about. So maybe we'll just start from the lens of what does it mean to kind of have an indigenous lens when it comes to looking at healing, when it comes to looking at repair, when it comes to looking at being in, as you say, all my relationships? All my relations.
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. And um, the best way to, um, you know, you said some very important uh, things about about the times we're in right now, and how how important it is right now um, that we be able to hold hold this time, and to be able to be in relationship with something like a pandemic, which we know historically we've been you know, Indigenous peoples have been through many pandemics. um, And we have a lot of experience in how to be in relationship with something as horrendous, that we know is going to kill so many of our peoples. And we're going to be the first to die, because we're always the first to die. We're, you know, uh, coming out of genocide and still in genocide. So it's a, it's a, Um, uh, having an Indigenous uh, philosophy and a a framework uh, is extremely helpful. So being in an all my relations relationship with something like a pandemic is critical to our survival. So what does that mean? What does all my relations mean? Uh, It means to be connected and interconnected to all of life and land. So in other words, what you're experiencing, what you in your own body is experiencing, does not belong to you it's something that's held collectively so uh, when i'm experiencing you know anxiety about pandemic or anxiety it's not just my lived experience i'm holding my community there too and that it's not only that it's intergenerational so that means that this felt sense in my body my bodily experiencing of pandemic is not just me I'm not alone, I I am also connected through the generations. And not only am I connected through the generations to my ancestors and to my siblings and my family and my community, but also to land itself. And that's the thing that right now is so important that this bodily anxiety or horror or genocide is being held by the trees, by the, by the concrete that I walk on, by the wood on my floors. Because in an Indigenous all my relations perspective, all of that is living, it's living, mm. and it's alive. And so I'm not holding it alone. So it's possible to, to not only continue and survive, um, but in some ways to thrive uh, and to be and to be held through impossible odds. And as we know, the pandemic's hit. The indigenous communities. We we don't even have clean water in many communities in our, in in our territories, right? So uh, he, our numbers are always greater. The deaths are greater, um, but the surviving, we're the fastest growing demographic in the yeah. in the world. That's another thing. You know, we are we are thriving yeah. through horrendous experiencing. We we are thriving through genocide. Right? Or you yes. can't have clean water in a nation where water should be always available. Right? right. Uh, so, all my relations means to be completely interconnected and to be, and to know that whatever you're bodily experiencing uh, is not just yours. It's, it's, right. in, it's in the web of life. And so that allows you to, uh, to put one foot in front of you. Uh, and mm. to be able to keep going forward uh, with love, uh, which is really important, without, um, without losing your mental health, without losing your sanity, without losing your relationships, um, and uh, thriving together through impossible odds. It, yeah, with relations, you can do that.
0: Beautiful. I, I still love what you're saying. And it's not the first time I've heard you offer this, but of course for the listeners of this podcast and for this piece, it's probably the first time they've sort of thought about it in this way, being in relationship to and with the pandemic as it is.
1: Well, and also the other way around, like it's in relationship with you too. Like the tree uh, that you lean into knows you and you know it and you're in it together. So it's uh It's very, very um, relational. It's all yeah. my relations, so it's relational, right? right? And when it comes to pandemic, you're in relationship with that. Uh, you know, with when you're in relationship with something that can kill you, you you take the proper steps and you and you create the the, the proper space, um, but you're awake and present for it when you're in relationship. I mean, one of the things that's happening with the pandemic is people are out of relationship with it. So they bury their heads in the sand and and it just walks right into them right they Um, they, you know the public uh oh i'm not we're all going to anti-mask because uh you know the pandemic doesn't mean anything you know you're, you're not present for it but if you're in deep relationship with the pandemic you see it it sees you 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 know what movements you need to make for the best for not just you because Indigenous, all my relations, you, you're kind of insignificant. Yeah, You're just a, a tiny little speck, really. The community yeah. is what's really important, right? So you will take the right steps. You'll do the right steps when it comes to a pandemic, if you're in relationship with it. Uh, yeah. and, and you are um, all my relations with it. You'll use all the medicines. You'll do what what, what is needed to to navigate through that. Um, uh, So I think it's not the time to be out of relations with something like a pandemic, because that's, uh, if you're not staying present for that, uh, you know, there there are many, the ICUs are full, you know, our hospitals are full, we're pushing people around, uh, people are dying in ridiculous numbers, but a lot of them are out of relationship with the pandemic. And Mm. not- and not being uh, present for it in a a collective way so that you're not all alone with it. (laughs) Cause it beats you out. It will beat you out. Right. If you're alone. Right. But if you're in an all my relations, it means you're present and you're collective about it. And it makes it very manageable. We've made our way through many pandemics.
0: Yes. 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 I love what you're saying because it, the, the, there was a metaphor, an image that came to me a little while ago, kind of sort of what you're talking about, like when we're all alo- we're feeling like we're all alone in it, and it's like it's like trying to be on stilts all the time, like well, that's you a know, killer.
1: It's you know, kind that's of- a killer during genocide. Uh, you know, that's a real killer when someone feels they're the only one in Indian residential school who's being raped in that bed, or you know, you own, and you're all by yourself, and you're out of your culture, you're out of your the things that you know that would you know uh, you know as a as a daughter of a pedophile if i hold those rapes all by myself and it's only happening to me and i'm all alone in it i can i tell you my mental health will not be okay <laughs> but right. you know, if the wall that i move into that holds me while this thing is happening i'm in relationship with and you know i'm not alone the grandfather's there with me and the same thing you hear from from any tortured person who's in on all my relations relationship they know that the tree is holding them and the tree knows them and the you know even the bed that they're lying on looks after them like they're not alone so that you know i think that concept of aloneness and and tragedy is so much a western concept because everything is I, I, me, my, my feelings, this is happening to me, rather than this is what's happening for me and the very walls around me and the bed that's holding me, right? Like the idea of everything uh, inanimate, being animate from an indigenous wellness place, everything is alive. So you really basically are never alone. There's no Mm. such thing as aloneness. It's not Mm. even, that would be our biggest nightmare in the indigenous world. And there's no such thing. Everything is interrelated and connected. So you are really basically never alone. And you're something you're in relationship is sharing this with you. And you're moving together through this, uh, and you are basically never ever alone. Um, yeah. Die if you were alone. <laughs> There's no yeah. such thing. There's no such thing in in a west in a uh, indigenous philosophy. There yeah, is no
0: I, I love that too because it's like a delusion that we've been. I don't know what taught that we're alone or something.
1: Um, The suffering that comes with that is so painful and so sad. I mean, people I've, you know, sat with hundreds and hundreds of survivors, thousands, actually, I'm almost 70. So a lot of, I've been at this all my life. And uh, you know, uh, it isn't until you can, strike up a knowing uh, an experiential knowledge and knowing that there is no such thing as alone that that you actually see how how quickly people lift out of um extraordinarily suffering spaces that were unnecessary
0: yeah
1: (laughs) part of the um the illusion that you are just a being all by yourself Uh, you yourself your feelings all belong to you your felt senses are yours and Mm -hmm. uh, the narcissism of the eye is a big killer when it comes to genocide
0: yeah the narcissism of the eye is a big killer when it comes to genocide can you extrapolate a little more on that uh
1: if it if it all if it's all me uh Really, I, I, I would not be able to breathe. I think I would die. Yeah. I think I would just I think I would just die uh, if I didn't have the interconnections of family mm. and siblings and you know many and and be able to uh, hold somebody else's pain and for them to hold some of mine when needed be. If I was just a lonely drop of water instead of a river. But yeah I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here and yeah um and so the other thing that's so extraordinary is that um survivors of genocide and and trauma uh are are um you know even though they may not know they are collective and intergenerational and that the bodily experiencing that they're going through is not just theirs but it's a collective experiencing um uh, that all my relations is always happening behind the scene whether you know it or not because you can't stop that we're always in relationships so even if you try to it's only me underneath it all it's all we so, yeah. so it's all happening anyway if you slow somebody down who's in excruciating pain and you get underneath all that pain. They they find out. Oh my God, uh, it's the tree that kept me alive today. Oh oh my God, the the wall shared this with me. Oh my God, I'm not alone. Like it's all happening regardless of what your thinking is or what your your um, society is saying. Uh, yeah whatever the picture is that's being presented to you is not the real picture, because the real picture is a collective, all my relations, interconnected, intergenerational yeah. way of being. Whether you yeah. like it or not, we're designed that way as, human- as humans and as uh, creatures of the earth and as uh, uh, land of the earth, we're, we're all connected, whether we believe it or not, if you dig down, you're gonna find that. I mean, that's why yes. Indigenous focusing oriented therapy works so well with non-Indigenous peoples, because once you can get underneath the shit, you find, hey, guess what? I'm your sister. We're we're connected. We're, you and I, we're one, right? No right. matter what. No matter right. what is told to you.
0: <laughs> right, right, right. That's, I I love that, that it's always there whether we realize it or not, or remember it or not, and that and part of the uh, I guess the remembering is the uh, the, the realization of, of what you're talking well, about. Well,
1: remembering is the healing. Yeah. Because once you get that, uh, you you come out of suffering. Yeah. Right? So the remembering of all my relations is the healing piece in I Thought, in Indigenous listening yeah. or into therapy. It's the yeah. remembering. It's the remembering of all my relations that allow, that pulls everyone out of work to be able to be present and to be yeah. able to walk on. The and- I, mean,
0: mine is too narrow, but the we, us is big enough to hold it. And um, the, 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 the
1: anyway.
0: yes, right, right, right. A hundred percent. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about for um, our listeners, a little bit more about the Ancestral intergenerational like peace in terms of like if, if we're used to in this way of, of, of thinking and the Western world uh, uh, that we can be programmed by or whatever. Um, talk to in society about if we're used to thinking about things about like right here right now and, and thinking about time is just like sort of linear and you know yesterday and today and tomorrow. How is this lens in terms of ancestral and intergenerational different? uh, And how does that inform the healing?
1: Well, it's, it's something that doesn't come from our thinking. It comes from our felt sense. And our felt sense is our bodily experiencing. It's our bodily experiencing of the relationships we're in. And so the way to connect in with your ancestors or your all my relations is something that is not something you think about. It's so more, much more implicit. It's an all my relations uh, led by the felt sense. And I guess the best way I can uh, do that uh, is uh, I'll take you through a tiny little experience. Yeah. Sure. Why not?
0: I'm to- fine with it.
1: Okay, uh, just so that we can find uh, how the felt sense is what brings us into our, into our ancestral relationships and who will show up and who will we be with and what goes on there. So what I want you to do then for just a minute, Francesca, is to think about a body of water and not just any body of water, but take your time, uh, a body of water that, that you know and one that knows you. There's a body of water somewhere out there, whether it's a mud puddle you once knew uh, or whether it's an ocean that shows up. But just make space for a body of water to...
0: Mm, I have it, and as it's coming to me, I have it, and as it's coming to me, there's tears coming also.
1: All right. Just allow yourself to allow that, that, that water that knows you and that you know to have a bit of space. And what you want to notice, Francesca, is just inside the body of you. How does your body experience that water? And just really notice the trunk of you. I see that some of it is emotional and some of it is, you know, maybe down in your breath there. Uh, does is it in your chest? Is it in your throat? Is it down in your belly? But there's a way in which your body experiences this body of water. And the, and, the, and the body of water experiences you as well. So this felt sense that you have with this water, not only do you have this felt sense in your body, this bodily way of experiencing that particular body of water, that body of water experiences you with this felt sense too. You're mm. in a felt sense bodily experiencing where this water knows you and you know this water.
0: Mm.
1: And just even broaden that a bit more Francesco who else has this there too take your time is there any other humans that have this or animals or trees or land who else has this felt sense with you take your time it doesn't belong to you it's a collective felt sense with that is land based and maybe broader than just you and then it even goes further it might even go to an ancestor knows this too this felt sense bodily experiencing with this particular piece of water a particular ancestor might have this felt sense with you too Mm. very specific one take your time And if you're an, if you're, you know, indigenous and have walked that territory a long time, many of your ancestors may share this felt sense with you as well. Mm. It's way more than just you. And it, and it, it, and it's not a thinking thing. It's a bodily knowing. And when you're ready, just come back and let's just talk about that a bit and it may or may not have given you a an yeah. opening to an ancestor but it certainly offered a space where that is possible and that's the thing that's really important is that is that our ancestral conversations are openings that are generally opened through a felt sense uh, yeah. not thinking about them so do you want to say a little bit about what happened for you there?
0: Sure. I wasn't, yeah. What, what came to me, I wasn't thinking so much about it, but I was just sort of there on the land of, um, at my grandfather's house, which is where I was pretty much raised. Um, there was a river behind his house that my mother and her siblings and, um, you know, that they would play on ice skate on like whatever it is, but it was just sort of, we felt down back. And um, down back at the end of the yard behind the trees, there was, you know, river and it would freeze over in the winter, New England uh, winter. And I didn't spend as much time down there sort of ice skating and doing the things that, you know, maybe my mom and her siblings did. But it was a place that I know well because my grandfather would spend time down there.
1: So, this is, so something this-, really, this is something really important that you're saying that, you know, understanding that intergenerational uh, felt senses are, you might, you know, are can be handed down, you might not have even been there, but you would share it with your mother anyway. Do, do you mm-hmm. understand, like, uh, you hear this from people who have lost their families. Uh, they say I never will know my family and I say to them that's really not true because the felt senses of your family still live in you and through you and with you so you know your grandfather the the children that were there with your mom or the siblings they maybe had that felt sense too is that what you were noticing there it was a yeah sort of a sense
0: A shared felt sense of, and what was coming for me was like a sense from him, my grandfather, more of like landedness, groundedness, connection to the land, very much so. And for them, the sense of curiosity, play and fun that children have and can have when they're allowed to have that, um, of exploration of, of their connected community as a family.
1: And all of that came up through your felt sense. Mm -hmm. see that interconnectedness Mm -hmm. it brought with it you know a huge uh, bodily family story Mm -hmm. and and a visit from your grandfather
0: yeah and it feels more open and also to my family that I'm very feeling disconnected from and of or about you know it's just and you just sort of a lightness like oh it's okay
1: there Yes. And it brings connection, you know, and it's so important when there's been tragedy, you know, that, um, that you still be able to have those connections, like, especially like for me, my father's a, a pedophile. How do I have a connection with a pedophile through the felt sense?
0: Right.
1: <laughs> it, it, it's more than just what their behaviors were. It, it's, it's, a, it's a more intergenerational all my relations through the generations, I'm able to, to have that connection. And uh, yeah. so it's not associated with behaviors, it's associated with a felt sense and an intergenerational relational uh, bodily experiencing that yeah. is not even just yours, but is interconnected.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Time and generations. So I don't know if that helps explain it. Uh, it, even if we did a good job at that, but it's a one way of talking about it.
0: Yeah, I don't no, think I
1: re- question a bit.
0: No, I, I really appreciate that because I think it just gives people a sense of what it means to be in conversation with that which is beyond whatever little thing I can see with my eyes right in front of me right now, well, because it's not know. about that, it's about no. something.
1: And also it's, uh, I would call what happened with your grandfather there a visit in the indigenous mm. world that, well, you're visiting there, right? That's yeah. So that's an ancestral visit. It's very sacred. It's yeah. very powerful. Uh, so you know, that, that, that's how those visits happen and how and the connecting takes place.
0: Yeah. So, and as you're talking about that, what I'm realizing is that I think a lot of times when that happens, people aren't, don't want to are told not to receive it. Like I can't. See. So can we talk about the receiving?
1: Uh, yeah, but you know, it, it doesn't really matter because it happened anyway and it'll do the medicines that it was there for anyway. So, mm. so uh, that's the beauty of all my relations is that, you know, uh, especially with what, in indigenous culture, it's a lot easier. Oh my God, my grandfather's here, right? It's so easy because uh, we're so used to all my relations. But if you try to bring that over into a westernized um, world where people didn't grow up with an indigenous worldview, uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to them and they have trouble receiving it as such, right? It's, uh, it's like, you're tr- it doesn't fit at the same time even though it doesn't fit it still happened yeah and and that's and it still did something to your chest there it still healed something it broadened your breath so regardless if you believe it or not it still took place uh, it's always happening. Spirituality is always taking place and it's always happening. All my relations is never not happening. You can put all the judgments and say what you want about it and say, oh, that's not real. It doesn't matter. It still took place and it still did something that was useful. Yeah. So, yeah. what I love about that is the emergency to get people to believe you or to think with your worldview. Uh, is such a waste of time it's a waste of my time I won't even go there like to to deal with resistance I don't really care the fact is it's still working and so I don't even have to engage that Uh, I I don't have time to engage it Uh, I'm not here to to have somebody look at an Indigenous worldview and believe it. I really couldn't give a shit about that. All I care about is that we keep relating and that all the medicines are still happening so that we can uh, meet the biggest challenge that we've ever met before, which is, um, you know, which is global warming, which is uh, how do we you know, this pandemic will be over, but the, the situation on the planet is not going to be over. So uh, all the more important it is to, um, to have all my relations working, you know, we need Indigenous medicines and Indigenous, uh, uh, we need this to be all happening right now, because how else will we meet the challenges that we're going to be meeting for our grandchildren. That's coming That's up right, in the middle of, right, is, the, is, our, is um, you know, how do we save the planet? I mean, the planet will save itself, but humanity might not.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> the planet is gonna be fine, right? But we might not be here and our grandchildren may not be here. The planet yeah. will resolve itself. The land yeah. does that but and you know, uh, will we be here for it? I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that because um, it's the, maybe the stewardship or the caretaking or the, the relationship with that is determinant there, not, not you know. Um, so perhaps maybe we can talk a little bit more about, um, you know, the way in which uh, the medicines, you talked a little bit about the medicine, you've referenced that a few times. And in indigenous, uh, you know, there is something very specific in terms of plant-based medicine. Like we talk about things like, you know, cedar and, you know, sweet grass and oil and things like that. But we also talk about like what the medicine is in terms of what it is that's the healing that's emergent. Can you talk about how we talk about the medicine in both ways not that they're separate but
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a it's a complicated word and maybe I shouldn't be using it but medicine for me today and again everything's always in flux and everything's alive in i thought so everything is always shifting medicine for me is everything the concrete wall that i could hide in the the uh, uh, you stepping into the Uh, stepping into the the visit with your grandfather that's medicine you are medicine uh you know so uh, Mm. it's not it it, it's about um again it's about that felt sense relational relationship uh connection it's the medicine is is the interconnecting (laughs) uh, of life and land right and you can tell when it's off and it's bad medicine and you can tell mm. when it's on, and it's good medicine, right? Mm. And so, um, you know, medicine is many things. It's, uh, um, it's when that relationship t- when balance is there, when when balance is there, and you're present for it, right? You could be in uh, in good medicine with the pandemic, or in really bad medicine with the pandemic, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Right. Um, but it, it can be used in multi ways for many different themes like uh, when you when I go back into a trauma scene or I'm tracking because we do a lot of tracking in, in indigenous psychotherapy we track through through time uh, and find our medicines there where where the shit was going down and for me in, in a rape scene it could be a concrete wall could be my medicine.
0: Or and can I just different. pause there Shirley and, and and just highlight that because in Western culture they would say oh that's a dissociation or that's a uh, or they might say something along the lines of you know you you went away or you know you uh, your um, and, and I or, or maybe they would I don't know but uh, or, or maybe it would be like, um, how is that different from well, the when
1: regression? I when I think of dissociation and complex trauma, I think of memory dissociation. I think of tracking to spaces where you were dissociating to survive and you're observing a memory dissociation, but that when you're actually tracking a felt sense, you are not dissociating. You're, Got it. You are actually, but you may reach a dissociative space where you were dissociating, a memory dissociation versus being dissociated, right? Got it. When you're tracking a felt sense, you're very much present for observing your observation of the self and where you are in time and, and whatever movements are coming forward. You're 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 totally not dissociated. Just as when you were tracking, uh, you were tracking water there, and the water took you to your to your grandfather's home. Uh, you were not dissociating. You were tracking. We would call that tracking time. Yeah. Tracking through time. You know, and uh, and time is always here in the indigenous world. Past, present, and future is yeah. always here. It's not linear. Like I was going to ask
0: you about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, in the Western world, it's so it's so linear. You know, it happened. And, you know, but for for indigenous peoples, time is here, right? And it's right here, right now. And so past, you can, present,
0: and future, right yeah, here, right you now. Can,
1: you can visit. You can visit any any spot in time, and and poke around it. Not relive it. Don't relive it but poke around it and see what it knows. Get your experiential knowledge of whatever went down because that experiential knowledge is knowledge keeping. That's what's gonna help you with your problems in today's world. So, um, you know, we don't look at our horrendous experiences as being something we need to relive, Um, but but we do look at those experiences as, holy shit, that's knowledge. Nobody knows that like you know that because you, you did that. How did you do that? Let's go sniff around that time and see what the medicines are, what's there that, that can help you in today's world. So a flashback that's happening in your world right now or trouble that's happening in your world right now that has something to do with your past, it's not that the past needs to be repaired, it's the past is a knowledge-keeping space That that can really help you in today's world, because the problem you're facing today looks, smells, tastes a little bit like something that happened before. So we're going back in time to pick up the medicines that it knows to be able to help with the current situation.
0: And that could be from some ancestor that you never met that it comes to you or it could be from your own experience or your own parents or grandparents or auntie's experience or whatever right
1: till you track it yeah you have to track it you can never guess because only you if follow you, it only the felt sense has the information you don't and so you've got to track the felt sense and the felt sense is is an interconnected all my relations space
0: and it wouldn't be unusual to say, to hear in a session, an iPod session, someone to say something along the lines of, this is something that, you know, I have a very clear vision of something at a pyramid or at a, you know, at a, at a clearing or at a whatever it is, right, that um, is very vivid, but is also not something that they can point to to say, like, this is something that Happened to me since I was born in 1971, and I visited it in 1985. But that because space, time, past, present, and future are all here now, very much is a place. Yeah, that- it, it,
1: this place is here. It knows something. It's an experiential, knowledgeing place that's connected to me somehow through the generations. It knows something. It wants to show me something. It, you know, I need to hear what this is saying so that I can. Get the experiential knowledge of that intergenerational space. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. it's a, a dragon from the 14th century or whatever
0: it is. It doesn't it, matter, right? It
1: doesn't matter, but it's a knowledge keeping place.
0: Yeah. You wouldn't beautiful. be
1: going there unless it was a thread of importance.
0: To help figure out a problem solve, a problem that today we could try to solve today. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Can you can you talk a little bit about, about um you know i just lost my thought um about the idea of in an ipod session um we what that kind of looks like for for someone i mean what are some of the situations the issues that people you know come with and to oh i know what i was gonna ask when you when when you're noticing how people are physically when you're noticing Um, how people are in a session like I yeah you know what I'm referencing Um, and and how that helps with facilitating whatever needs to emerge
1: well what you look at when you're when you're with a client is you look at where they are in time which is it is really and they might not notice where they are in time they might be presenting an issue or a problem but they're and they aren't observing themselves possibly they might not notice they're in what we might call the east or the south or the west or the north right so each one of the what i'm when i'm noticing a client and, and their whole body and how their body is situated um i my first question is and i thought psychotherapist is where are they in time as and if they're you know but if I'm like this, I'm telling. I'm really scared about what I'm going to do, and I don't know what I, I. really can't believe that my husband did this to me. And you can see as I'm saying this, that, well, I, you know, I am not really, a, you know, a seventy-year-old woman <laughs> that's talking about her marriage. I'm really like I'm five or six or seven years old talking about my marriage, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, one of the things that the the psychotherapist can do is sort of stop time and have that person notice how old they feel there where they're saying that and and help them observe that there's another time in the room that has something to say about something that's going down in their lives, right? Yeah. Uh, so again, time is not always just a place you track to, it's a place that you see right in front of you as a clinician. Um, and, and sometimes people are stuck in time, like you'll see, you know, a man who's stuck at 14 and he's like, you're watching him as he's doing all his work and he never leaves 14. So he's like, he never got past 14. So helping out time, right? Because he kind of got stuck in time, right? And, and, and so uh, time is a very big deal in the Aboriginal, in, in Aboriginal psychotherapy right time gets interrupted and trapped and stuck and there's all kinds of things you do with time Uh, there's so much involved with time in in, um in indigenous psychotherapy because it's all right here right here right now
0: Mm, even mm. if you
1: have not met it even if your client has not met it it's still right there see the observation of the now time uh, is really important what well, is my, my interview kind of stable
0: yeah it froze for a minute but we're okay we're just we're talking about time and gestures and you know how our how we
1: yeah, yeah. And, and even if you watch what you just did there your body your your body has its own motions and movements right and it it has a direction that it's going in, right? And so as a clinician, being able to notice those movements that might not even be your client, it might be your grandfather there making that movement for you. (laughs) It's very, it's a whole different other way of looking, right? Mm. Uh, Because he was visiting and he was here. I got to check in, whose hands are these? Are these yours or are these his, (laughs) right? And so uh, it's very, it's a very interesting, Uh, you know, the body is a fascinating, uh, the other thing as the clinician in, in an Aboriginal, all my relations, uh, relationship, uh, you know, that the client in the room is not just Francesca. Now I've got your mother, there her siblings and your grandfather. So there I am. Now that's my client. My client Uh is everyone that's in the room. That you've brought into the session, so it uh, it changes. Um, you know, again, it's uh, it's in all my relations relationship as well. In the and the rivers there too. Now I've got you know all that's right here, and that's what right. I'm with right now. So uh, as a therapist, you really have to be on the ball to see who's all in the room because your client is yeah. a little piece of that. <laughs>
0: Right. Right. No, I love, I love that again. Yeah. Part of the thread of the tapestry of the whole thing, the whole, the yeah, whole thing, all my relations, um, yeah, all the, my relations. The
1: holisticness of it.
0: Yeah. And, and truly, you've mentioned the felt sense a few times as that, as the key sort of, I don't want to say driver because that's, but you know what I mean by that? Um, the key sort of place of emergence, if you will. Um, and that is um, I know you knew Jean Genlin um, personally. Um and 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 sort of worked with him can you tell a little, tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah, I met Gene in the 70s in the late 70s and I I appropriated uh his his words because he had such an elegant way and I loved his research you know he had an elegant way of um describing um uh not just elegant it was a practical way for people to actually go inside and start attend his things Um, the thing that was missing for me with gene's work uh big time was the all my relations um indigenous genocide informed uh pieces that were critical to my peoples and to our peoples and uh and so you know, it was my personal relationship that allowed—he allowed me to appropriate and to shift and change, and to decolonize his work uh, for a way that would actually fit in. In because Aboriginal psychotherapy was there, but it, it didn't have a platform like Gene had a platform that, uh, you know, you could call what I was doing Aboriginal psychotherapy, and that was you know was helpful, but. It, it needed it needed um, a bigger platform. And so Jean was just so wonderful. I, I cannot believe how easy he made this for me. Uh, You know, I would go, I'd even stay at his house for a number of days, uh, bringing, you know, loads of papers and, you know, curriculum design and say, I want, I want to change what you're saying here. I want to do this. I don't want to do that. That's not helpful to me. And, you know, I go on and on and on. And uh, he was so patient with me and so, such a good friend. Like, yeah, you're right. This is what you need. You know what you need for your people,
0: right? <laughs> Yeah, and Kurt, that's great.
1: Yeah, yeah I take it. What do you want to do? Bastardize it. Do whatever you want, Shirley. You know what the needs are, right? He right. was so right. awesome. He was so awesome. He just let me kind of flip things on its head. Because uh, and he allowed me to appropriate his language that was so helpful in teaching Aboriginal psychotherapy. So, um, but the actual fundamentals of I thought Indigenous psychotherapy is all my relations. Yeah, uh, and it's 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 uh, it's very collective and it's intergenerational. So, yeah. it's not you know uh, it's not genes work, but genes work so helps. With it, right? Yeah, and, uh, and and we became very good friends. And he would call me for clinical supervision if he was on a strange case. He'd call me in the middle of the night because of our time change, and you know, ask for help with this or that. And it was it was very reciprocal. And um, you know, I was I was filled with emergency, and I I didn't have time to fart around because we had so many people dying, yeah. and. Uh, and he allowed, he allowed me to do whatever, never once questioned what I was about and always supported it and promoted it, which is what Mm. was required, right? The harder part was, um, how to get the nations, how to build the relationship within the nations to allow it to have space in the nations, because there was so much broken trust, um, when it comes to psychotherapy, there was so much, um, uh, so much patronization, so much um, uh, unhealing, uh, you know, we, we were in, put in mental institutes, we were experimented on, we were, it was just horrendous things that happened to us uh, in psychotherapy, um, that, that it was hard to trust that there could be an indigenous psychotherapy that was safe, that yeah. people would allow to have even sit on their territories so um it took a that took that that was the 40 50 years of work not getting getting the curriculum designed and a good approach and a practical psychotherapy in place was the easy part delivering it was the hard part you know have building the trust with the various communities And not putting anything on their territories was the most important part, like letting them know that what you were bringing there was something for them to open to their intergenerational knowing and knowledge. It wasn't to put something there. It was to help them see what they already knew and to bring it forward to save their, to save their, you know, bring down the clustered suicides and the all the, and, and to see them through the tragedies that had happened, through the atrocities, the, the genocide of having all their children taken and you know, on okay. and on and on. The amount on of-
0: and on. So, two, two, two more questions, because then we got to wrap it up. I know you got to go and and, and I, you're you're retiring i'm going to get back to that hold on one moment um and then um but the but the piece that extends from that the residential schools the missing and murdered women the you know all of this how is it what is it it is you know my, my being in new york my sort of well
1: dwayne, land, died, being, yesterday. dwayne huh? died yesterday dwayne died yesterday
0: that's right that's, that's right,
1: right during that right during the during the the, the um that's that's the, that's the right that, and like it, it's never stopping it doesn't stop we can't keep our girls alive our men too are dying you know it's a very what
0: very- how do we flip it for those who are the for lack i mean i don't know if this is the right term or not but i don't
1: don't think this is an indigenous problem i think it's a i i really think it's a it's a colonizer problem yeah And, and the problem doesn't belong with us it belongs with them and until they can look at their own complex trauma because imagine i mean they're that's what's fucked up they're they're fucked up because they keep doing it What's that's their issue their problem. Uh, And I'm tired of it being looked at as an indigenous problem or a black problem. That's, it's not our problem. It's just like violence against women is not women's issue. It's a man's issue. Men need to get involved with what their male behaviors are right. Uh, And this is, this is not our problem. Uh, in fact, you know we're way ahead of everybody else on healing. We've been working at this for a long time. They haven't started. The colonizers haven't started much. They don't even yeah. pay attention to what their behaviors are, right? So, uh, and and frankly, we're tired of holding it on our shoulders as if this is our problem, right? Mm-hmm. And and so the that has that's what has to turn. The colonizers have to recognize. Um, and I, I'm half a colonizer, like my mother's white, my father's Aboriginal. Uh, you know, we colonizers, I'll include myself in there. have to look at how we could be doing this. What is, what's going on? What is our complex trauma that allows this evil to keep moving forward? And, yeah. and, and the issue belongs over there. And I don't feel like it's something that Indigenous people or Black or Hispanic people should have to ever answer. Go ask them what's yeah. the problem. Don't ask me. That's how yeah. I feel about it. <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah. very strongly we've got to stop trying to answer that. And, yeah. and move that question over there. What what drove your grandfather and your great grandfather to do that? What's in you that's still in you that allows you to continue it? Yeah. Right? There's where the question belongs.
0: And looking in the mirror there, I think is um, what needs to happen and um, is happening in my experience, in tiny spaces, occasionally at times, and there's a lot of space for it to grow and emerge there. So holding space for the possibility of transformation there around that um, yeah,
1: and the it, and the colluding is as big a problem The doing nothing about it the, you know what i mean The not not having those discussions is is um, is huge right? i you
0: know it, it is and i had a big kerfuffle uh, for lack of a better word over a listserv thing where i was posting about a Embodied anti racism training that I'm offering now, which very much incorporates at a felt sense level some of the knowings that are here and, and metabolizing some of these knowings uh, in a way that helps us, helps us, everything, all my relations get more into the balance. That's the original balance, right? That's the intention and the full power of the colonizer, the whiteness, the came forward in the responses with all kinds of hate and vitriol and whatever, and I offer it back and say, you know, I think this is an opportunity for you to metabolize this in your own way. I am not going to be metabolizing this. And of course, there's tears. And of course, there's all of my ancestors and all my relations that are mourning and grieving that this is still as exactly you just pointed out at the same time as what was happening in Brooklyn Center in Minneapolis, as the George Floyd trial continues, as everything that, are un, that is unnamed continues. But it just it, it just brought home even viscerally in my felt sense, in my very deep knowing felt sense, the grief and sadness that I have there. And again, making room for joy, which is I think why the river emerged with the children playing on the back, because I need a little room for joy in my life about that. A
1: 20 year old, a beautiful, beautiful 20 year old father right yeah. it's just unspeakable what 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 moves that forward and that question needs to be placed not on indigenous or black or hispanic peoples that's right <laughs>
0: that's right for that's an air freshener um i know it's time to end um shirley you're retiring tell me what will you do as you retire um this what does retirement mean for you i,
1: you know, I don't know yet but i know uh, on july 14th uh 2022 i'll no longer be an administrator of the i collective or one of the administrators of the i collective it means i will not be making decisions for Um, IFOT, you know, if they need me for something, like, wait, this year, I feel I'm slowly taking a back seat and helping them with uh, helping the collective with um, whatever I can, uh, from my experience um but i'm going to maybe not be at the staff meetings <laughs> not be at the administrative end of things and um and i haven't quite i love clinical supervision i hold three clinical supervision groups nation to nation so indigenous uh, psychotherapists from across all the nations come together over zoom uh once a month of three groups of them and uh, we, we use i thought, sensibilities for cases and complications in communities and different things that are coming up for people. I love that so much. I might continue the clinical supervision. Oh,
0: good. Then I can do
1: it. <laughs> yeah. <sure. Maybe>. well, <laughs> uh, if I can do it from the road, you know, if I can do it on my journeys um, and uh that's where my biggest joy comes from is sitting with the people that are sitting with the people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, um, hopefully I know people want, they say things like, um, you know, write a, they, everybody wants you to write a book. Everybody wants you to, I make a lot of little videos, you know, I, I don't know if you, um, subscribe. Yeah. To, I make a ton of little videos. Go
0: like, to Shirley's YouTube page
1: well to help to help the communities and there's lots of little exercises there they can do i feel that's better than a book you know i mean i could do a book but uh you know i and i have done some chapters in different books but i really feel you know the visual the seeing the speaking even maybe this little thing is helpful to somebody who is um trying to put together a presentation or trying to under do some research Um, you know, I find video and, and this kind of thing much more, um, I like to do this more than and writing a book, which I find very dry and boring. (laughs) Although I, I did try to ask the communities to send me their stories and then I could write into their stories, a book from their stories, uh, from their experiencing of IFOD. But I didn't get enough of them to actually warrant a book. And and, and some may still come in. And if they Mm -hmm. do, I may write write a book, but Mm -hmm. another, uh, you know, a more practical book on IFOD. But um, retirement uh, uh, looks like um, grandchildren, cottage, um, ocean. Uh, sleeping in the back of my car on the road somewhere in a bush (laughs) all the things I normally like to do
0: (laughs) Um, okay all right more of that I love that well I wish you more of that and I wish um yes I'd like to dedicate our time together today also to, 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 to Dante right I really would um as you mentioned him and his daughter and um you know all of the souls that um in all of the, the lands, all around the world um, that have suffered uh, at the hands of imbalance, of ignorance, of injustice, um, and uh, and just really wanna honor your contribution for decades, a lifetime dedicated to offering insight and healing and um, all my relations with all my relations.
1: That's a beautiful ending, Francesca.
0: Mm. Thank you.
1: Take care. Thank you,
0: Shirley, you too. Okay.